I'm John. I'm Rob. And this is the Mint One Podcast, where we talk all things NFTs and the rise of blockchain gaming. For Rob, real money trading has been a problem in video games for decades, but can Web3 solve it? There's certainly a case for it. Let's discuss. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, like and uh, comment and subscribe. It would be fantastic. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, five stop podcast review would be brilliant. And on Twitter, you can find us at Mint1Pod. So, Rob, real mm. money trading um, yep. from World of Warcraft to Diablo 3's real money auction house to more modern examples with Diablo more. So, well, that wasn't really real money trading. It was just awful microtransactions. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Escape from Tarkov and other games. It's been a part mm. of the gaming space for a long time. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's a part of the space nobody quite likes, you know, this this whole idea of getting real money involved in games, a bit weird, a yeah. bit sketchy, especially when ownership wasn't guaranteed. But yep. Web3 gives people that ownership. So from a macro level, do you think Web3 can solve all these issues that we have with real money trading in games? Yes. Tune in again next week. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think it can solve some of them. Uh, the problem is, and this is a multifaceted problem. There's there's different ways of looking at this because, from basically the, the grey markets around games is an enormous, enormous market. Um, yep. I found some stats on a pretty well researched article, but, and I hate this. If you own any website or write any articles, link your damn sources. Because I can't, without a source, I can't guarantee this is right. But they estimated that the grain market, um, CSGO skin trading is around $300 million a year, which sounds about right, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, MMORPGs have a grain market of around 5 to $8 billion a year. Yep. It's certainly possible, but that does seem high. And then World of Warcraft gold trading um, is $1 billion. I would say that number's probably outdated. Um, WoW's not as popular as it was, plus it tokenized everything. Um, not crypto tokenized, but uh, added its own token. Um, good old WoW token. Which we'll come back, we'll come back to that because it's very relevant. But yeah. either way, there's there's a lot of money on the table. So the problem is split into two halves. On, on one side of things, a legitimate market would help the players. Um, it can, at least it can help the players. If, if players are just buying stuff for real money anyway, then making it legitimate so they can't be scammed and so it's um, all done through proper channels is could be a good thing. It um, it's also could be a good thing for, well, I'd argue it is a good thing for the um, publishers and the developers because that money we just said, that 10 billion odd, that's just money on the table that is left. Like yep. there, There's no chance that their boardrooms aren't scratching at the doors trying to get at that money because that's enormous amounts of, of potential revenue. Um, obviously they wouldn't get all of it but they would get if they charged you know 5% that's crazy money we're still talking about absolutely crazy hundreds of millions a year so it would sort that but then we come to the other side which is more of a gameplay issue where um, firstly companies may publishers and developers may start incentivizing it even more um, to spend real money then play to pay to win is the worst thing I, I it's, it's the worst thing in gaming to me. I don't want to play any game that's pay to win. 
pointless sure. to me. Um, but then you, then you have all these debates about what games are pay to win because World of Warcraft, for example, has you can buy a load of stuff. You could create a character and you could buy a, a lot of the best gear and then you could buy boosts to get the best gear that you can't buy directly. So you could pay your, pay your way to the top, but that doesn't make you a good player. So no, it's, it is a minefield, which we're going to have to unpack in the next 40 minutes. Well, yeah, ju- just to touch on WoW again, a lot of the premise of WoW is gearing up, right? Whether yeah. you're doing endgame raiding or PvP or whatever it is, it's in the search for better gear. Yeah. And uh, I have a good friend, actually, who um, has been playing Diablo 4 since launch, and he's mm-hmm. already started selling his services to run people through dungeons and different pieces yeah. of content. Um, I don't. What do you think about that? I can understand if you're very good at the game um, offering those services. Yeah. I can't blame the people selling those services for doing it because there's a demand there for people who want to yeah. beat certain pieces of content, want to get certain items, etc. Um, and ultimately, there will be some that argue, well, if they've got the money and they want to pay it and they don't have the time to invest yeah. in getting better, what's the problem? But it's even if there were, I don't know, paid their way to get through a single-player campaign, you're still... You're having a different experience to what is intended from the developers. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's almost like you're losing out on the ability to have those experiences yourself. So let's take Final Fantasy fourteen for example. It's a game... Mm-hmm. It's the latest MMO I've played. I've played hundreds of hours of it. Um, you can play through all the the expansions been like four or five expansions you can go through all the story mode by just paying it or you can pay a bit of extra money and skip an entire expansion of content and just let's say yeah in the base game you are level 50 if you can't be bothered to play through four expansions worth of content which is hundreds of hours worth of stuff then you can pay a fee you can get fresh level nine T level 100 character and just start off in like the modern end game yeah. if that makes sense or up with one content I'm sure I think WoW does something similar right where you can basically just purchase um, a, a max level character and just start I off doing end game stuff I think you need a stuff. max level character first okay but, but that option is still there yeah. and yeah. I, I'm not sure what I feel about that because when I sit at my desk and I play some Final Fantasy and you know I've gone through all the content and I've gone through the the storytelling experiences and you know gone through everything that the developer has intended for me to get through um and stood next to me as someone who's just paid a bit of money and is item wise and level wise etc in the exact same place that i have but they've missed out on all of these amazing experiences and things that that i've been able to have a pie so I think ultimately it's down to the priorities of what the player wants. If you're an MMO player, and this happened a lot when WoW went downhill and a lot of people flocked to Final Fantasy, people didn't really care for the story or, or any of that. They're like, I just want to get to endgame raiding, so I don't really yeah. care if I need to pay an extra $20. I'll do that because that's what I'm playing the game for. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's some people that love the story and love the I don't know, the the diff- other aspects of the game that are like, oh, I know you're missing out on so, many, so much good stuff, but depends how you drink your tea right mm. so yeah i can't blame the players for it but there's certainly ways in which blockchain technology can help to find a solution that's good for everyone especially in the eyes of, the, of developers um obviously in that situation where you're just paying for a max character the company is getting 
direct money for yeah. that. And that ultimately just upsets players, but doesn't really affect anyone, really. Yeah. Um, but like, well, in WoW, you, you um, can pay players to boost your level. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is very, very popular. I've thought about this a lot. Um, I think classic WoW is it was a very it's very interesting to me to look at how gaming had evolved because yeah. I played uh, WoW when it first came out in two thousand and four. I then played um, classic WoW when it came was re released in two thousand nineteen, yep. and the differences was wild. Like for for fifteen year gap, the differences were just crazy in a yep. lot of different ways, and one of the ways is is how players play the game. And I think when it comes to boosting and real money trading, it it isn't always ideal, but it's kind of the milk has already been spilt. You can't get it back in the bottle. Yeah. That this is how people play now. And and I'm part of that problem. I'm I'm now entitled. I don't want I so I remember I leveled one character in, in WoW Classic because it's COVID. I lived on my own at the time, lockdown, wonderful days, wonderful days where I just I was getting up at five in the morning, working until like 11, 12, and then I'd just play WoW for ages. It was just nice. great. Like, um, but I'd got one character to max level, and then the other ones, I'd only, anything else I wanted to play, I'd, I'd boost, I'd, or yeah. I'd pay real money to, I, I generally pay in-game money, but then I would buy in-game money um, through real money trading. Like I interact with real <laughs> money trading. I interact with the gray markets. I breach the terms and conditions of these right. games. And I have done for for years. Yeah, I, I did it. I got banned from here we go Eve Online. <laughs> I got banned in two thousand and three because I bought a ship on a real money trading site because mine got blown up and I couldn't afford to replace it. So <laughs> I went and uh, I went and bought one off a, off a website and consequently got banned. But yeah. um, it, it it's not going anywhere. You can't get rid of it now. It, no, because people have got used to a certain way of life where they you know they can. And so there is, there's certain, you touched on it, there's certainly an argument for, like people like me, right? I, I work a lot of hours. I've got a son. I, I've got lots of, I, I'm, you know, I'm not the teenager where I can just play for 18 hours a day. Yeah. I have to do other stuff now. And I can't, so again, we'll just go back to WoW because I think it's, a, it's one of the easiest examples to explain. Sure. So you've got in-game currency called gold which you use to buy whatever you need to buy or want to buy in the game, right? Now, what I used to do when I was 16 was I would play every waking hour and I would make more waking hours by not sleeping. And I would do what I wanted to do in the game and then I would farm the gold. I would go and earn the gold by doing various things. Yep. That was a time-consuming thing, but I didn't care because I had time. Now I don't. So yeah. now if I want gold, you can just buy the in-game token or you can buy it through real money trading or whatever, yeah. whatever's easiest. And I think that was... What am I meant to do? Like, I don't have the time otherwise. I think that was kind of Blizzard's main impetus for putting the WoW Absolutely. token in the game is like, well, we're not getting kicked back for all of these, um, you know, against TOS real money trades that are happening. So why don't we just put effectively a legal form of real money trading into well, the that's, game that's and what, we can profit off of it? That is 100% what they were thinking. They... Rather than, I think most games have experienced this problem where you, they can't, they just can't stop real money trading. They just can't no. stop it. It's too difficult to stop. It's pervasive. It's widespread, and it's complicated as well. Like, yeah, yeah. If you ban a certain type of interaction where people are using it to real money trade, they just can't do it. 
I no. mean, you've constantly got to have a team chasing people. It's just too much work. So WoW was like, skip that. Let's just give people a legitimate way with no risk of ban and hope that they flock to that. And most, I think, probably do. So yes. this is where, uh, that's perhaps an argument for blockchain solving real money trading mm -hmm. as an issue is because Blizzard has already shown that it, it can be effective. But the players don't love it. Yes. So WoW Token did solve, or at least partially solve that whole real money trading aspect. But it was oh. also like gameplay or how that affected certain aspects of the gameplay that I don't know if the Blizzard didn't exactly anticipate or didn't expect as much backlash on that I think was the real problem with the, the implementation of WoW Token for a lot of people. Mm. This kind of idea that you could just drop a couple of hundred dollars and then, oh, I'm, I'm in endgame now because I'll just pay a load of people to run me through dungeons and raids. and Yeah. Um, but ultimately, that's like a gameplay um, or kind of a development-based problem. Like I think there's ways from a, from a development standpoint to still have the ability to have, let's say, a WoW token in the game, but to build the game in a way that you can't just pay money to get through all the content. Yeah. Um, but I mean, ultimately, real money trading mostly splits off into three strands there's uh the purchase and sale of currency so mm -hmm. wow gold or, you know um gill in final fantasy or whatever um there's account selling so yeah buying and selling accounts and then what's the third one i think i was gonna say skins but i'm sure there was another could one be, there. Uh, well, skins there's, or there's, items there's, yeah skins or items there's also the idea of like paying other people to run through content which i don't think that's something that can be solved like if the, let's say for example if um my friend who's running people through diablo 4 content right now all of the payment and transactions isn't happening anywhere near diablo's servers or content you know it's happening from someone's bank account to someone else's paypal account and then they mm. do a dungeon together in game how do game developers combat that i don't know but in terms of yeah. current in, in terms of currency items and accounts there's certainly ways in which i think blockchain tech can maybe not solve entirely but at least go a distance to help solving the problem um yeah i don't so, like account selling i, I generally yeah. I don't, i'm not a fan of that i, yeah, I think I mean, if that could be stopped without so me being upset about it that's been a huge problem in a lot of games i know back when i played league of legends that was a, a big problem because beta accounts from like 2009 had skins on that were just impossible to get and mm the only way to acquire those skins was to buy the account off the person. And of course, you then had to trust that they wouldn't just take your money and then change the password or, yeah. or any of these sorts of things. So I think there's also um, the problem with League of Legends, wasn't there, that you had to get your account to a certain level before you could play ranked. And it took a long yeah. time, it so took people couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, so people um, would just um, buy an account. It's, it, it's mostly ease, isn't it? It's... It's yeah. getting around things. So let's address the... Actually, before we address how blockchain can, you know, help with this, there is one very recent example of real money trading that has made the news, um, which is the CSGO bans. You see? Mm. So Steam has just banned some real money traders um, who are selling skins for real money. And they have locked their accounts with over $2 million worth of skins. Now, this has 
cause a big fuss in Web3 because people are like, well, that wouldn't be able to happen in Web3 because you could ban their accounts, but they wouldn't lose the items. No. And it's an, it's an interesting question. So I don't want to go too far off track here, but this is one thing I've thought about a lot. So should they lose the items? If, they, if they are breaching terms and conditions, should they lose the items? I think no, they shouldn't lose the items unless there is no other way of punishing them properly. So one of the... One of the things about Web3, which we've talked about before, is identity and how you will have, hopefully, one identity that travels through all games. Yep. And so you will have a lot of things tied to that. And having that banned from certain games would be painful, hopefully. We're a long way away from this. But yep. at the moment, like take Rocket League, one of the most played games, the third most played game on Epic Games Store. People, because it's free to play, people just create an account, get banned, create an account. No. My friend is um, helplessly toxic and gets himself back. I mean, he's in his 30s. He's honestly a disgrace, but he is he's, he's toxic and he gets in arguments with people and he gets banned. I mean, monthly, he'll, he'll receive he'll receive a ban for anywhere between a day and 30 days. And he's got like nine accounts because of who cares? You just, yeah. he, he doesn't care much about the skins. So he just, he just switches accounts. So when these people are selling these skins, what we need to make sure is that the their identity would take a hit if they breach terms and conditions. And if yep. it doesn't, then the only way they can punish them is by keeping the skins that they had. But I don't generally like that. I don't I think, you know, if they if these skins we've already got we're now on to the topic of how Web3 <laughs> helps with this. Yeah. But if those CSGO skins were NFTs, they would be in the user's wallet. And they're untouchable by the game's developer. The game can ban that wallet from playing that game. Um, but they shouldn't be able to just take the NFTs or lock the NFTs away. No. I think something that has a strand of similarity to this is... I think if those items were obtained legitimately, and by yeah. legitimately I mean they weren't... I like the word from like a code base idea. So I know there's some kind of exploit, and for whatever reason, right, they can yeah. generate NFT. Like if that was the case, then yeah, I think developers should be able to step in and prevent something like that. But if uh, someone manages to purchase a skin from somebody else using real money, I would argue that skin hasn't been obtained illegitimately. It's just been obtained in a way that the developers don't like. So let's say an account were to be banned. I agree that those NFTs shouldn't be locked away or be unable for other people to get them. I I kind of like what OpenSea and Blur do with like stolen NFTs. So if they suspect that um, someone's account's been hacked and you know transferred to another account for like no money or sold very cheap, then yeah. they'll apply a tag that says, "Hey, we suspect this NFT is stolen." And then on every other marketplace when you search for, for NFTs, if you look at the floor price, um, they'll have a tag next to them being like, oh, you know, we suspect this NFT is stolen, blah, 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 blah. And that tends to deter people from wanting to purchase them. Some people don't care, but a lot of people do. You know, they don't want to buy an item or an NFT or whatever it is that has a shady past. And I feel like you mm -hmm. can do the same with um, skins in games that come from banned accounts. If you could yeah. release them onto a marketplace, which say, hey, this skin comes from a banned account and they've been banned for 
whatever reason it is, and just inform whoever might end up with it why they have uh, or now have the opportunity to purchase that skin. Um, so I feel that could be that could be a way to combat. Yeah. That. See, it's funny because every time we solve something, like nine different problems crop up. Right, because <laughs> let's say we had these skins as NFTs, and I think yeah. we can both agree that if someone scammed or stole it through code or you know an ex proper exploit or hacked it, whatever, yep. if they got it illeg fully illegitimately and there's no debate, we wouldn't want them to be able to sell it. But mm, if no. we give the game's publishers or developers the power to take those NFTs away or to stop those NFTs from being traded, it's no longer trustless and we're losing a lot of yep. the benefits of blockchain in the first place. So I agree. I like what OpenSea and Blur have done because that plays into the transparency. It utilizes the transparency of blockchain rather than prohibiting certain actions, which feels to me like it would encroach on what is kind of at the heart of, of blockchain. Yeah. Um, it's... I, I, Go on. I'm just going to add, I feel from a... Using the CSGO example, it's a strange one because CSGO has such an odd love-hate relationship with real money trading for such a long time. Yeah. Like when it when it strands into gambling and lotteries and things, they take a more aggressive stance against it. But when, if it's just people buying and selling skins, they're usually quite hands-off um, unless it is, you know, very egregious and, you know, the, the examples of the accounts you've given that they've just banned. But they don't seem to have... There's no line there. There's this yeah. weird kind of, oh, we kind of accept it, but if you do it too much, then we don't like it. So we might ban your account, but we might not. And it's that lack of clarity that I think it's is a bit the like most annoying thing. SEC and Binance. Like, yeah. Binance yeah, exactly. Like, are these securities? Can you let us know? And the SEC are like, eh, kind of, we'll see you in a bit. Like, there's no sort of, we need, I think Steam would really benefit, even if they didn't tokenize it, even if they didn't use blockchain they would benefit from legitimizing the whole thing. Um, yes. And even taking a fee, they, they could they could make a, a real profit off it. But at least it would it would be legitimate. And everybody knows, I mean, everybody knows that their skins are being sold. Like that $300 oh, yeah. million a year estimate, it sounds absolutely accurate to me. Yeah. But also, when you see these really high, how much did one sell for recently? Six one, figures, right? Oh, seven figures, maybe. I think it was seven figures. Was he seven figures? Well, it was an absolute fortune. Doesn't a lot matter. of money. It was an absolute fortune. It's the most expensive skin ever sold, right? Yep. But the person who sold it, the person who bought it, how much it was and what skin it was, was all public information. So if Steam didn't like it, they could have just banned that guy and mugged him off in a way that few people could ever replicate. I mean, yep. just screwed that guy out of a fortune and a skin. The Steam would never do that. There's so much positive. They shouldn't. So much like, exactly. This they item shouldn't. is worth so much money. Oh, it's, our game is so great, right? <laughs> so they, I mean, Steam, the people that don't want to go anywhere near blockchain, they're already pointing at NFTs. They, 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 yeah. they are pointing at NFTs. They know that in-game items, even without proper utility, have value to the players, yeah. right? Based on rarity, mainly. Yeah. So... It just it just seems like the logical next step is to make digital items something that people can trade on a white market rather than a grey market, and then doing that requires it to be a real asset rather than some little file on a on a server that that can just be deleted yeah. by the developers at any point. So yep. 
it's just two steps. It's one step into a white market and the next step into turning these skins into an actual digital asset, which we've not been able to do until blockchain. Um, that Yeah, I got quite ranty there. But <laughs> it, it just feels, it feels like the logical next step for me. And I've been thinking this for so long, like literally years I've been saying this and it doesn't feel like we're any closer, at least with Steam. I mean, Epic Games Store perhaps will be the first to to do that. I mean, they've they've danced around it with um, Fortnite and Nike uh, with the dot swoosh, which was a little disappointing that dot, dot swoosh was hinting that it was going to be NFTs in that Fortnite server, but doesn't look like it is. It looks like it's an achievement on your Web3 account, whatever that yeah. is. I don't even know if that's tokenized, but um, it, yeah, so- we're, we're creeping towards it. It's interesting developments, and we we talked in the past about Fortnite being perfect to base a yeah. metaverse. Of well, Sweeney even calls it a metaverse. Yeah, exactly. And so, we're we're making steps towards that possibly becoming the case. Can so, I can I do a quick diversion? Sure. Really, really far, of course. Right. So, I thought I'd I'd have a look and see if there were any news articles on real money trading because um, I'd seen the CS:GO one. You mentioned Tarkov, which we'll come actually come back to and unpack what what that is because we haven't yep. yet. Um. And I saw Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, which you've played a ton of. I've played a little bit of. Um, and I, I saw that in October 2022, they sent out a massive ban wave. They were banning real money traders. <clears throat> and then I saw um, <laughs> the best story I've seen in a long time about a game. Uh, have you seen the billboard story? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I this blew my mind. So for anyone that doesn't know this story, right? There's a guy in Final Correct me if I'm wrong on any of these details. Yeah, 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 sure. There's a guy in Final Fantasy XIV, the MMO, that runs an erotic roleplay club that players can just, you know, mosey on into this club and yep. engage in some erotic roleplay, each to their own, right? I'm not shaming him for that. He's got a fan base for it. <laughs> but he put up billboards in Texas advertising his... <laughs> It's erotic role play club in Final Fantasy. That is amazing, and uh, yeah, the Square Enix didn't like it apparently. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all that they didn't like a billboard that had their logo on it. Being oh, like, hey, erotic just, role play. I mean, club. no, I, I don't blame them either. Like, I don't think anyone's in the wrong there, but we kind of made it again quite jokey about it. But this whole setup was strangely professional. Like there was staff being paid money and like a whole setup and like it was it was a little business yeah it was effectively a virtual business (laughs) insane Uh, yeah it's incredible and then if it's a you know if people are paying to be a part of this club which that was insinuated i don't know if that's true but that was insinuated that part of the problem square enix had with it is that it people were paying to join which is real money trading so yeah um, it gets very, very messy around there. But that, I mean, that's that, this is that's actually another thing we should talk about is um, services as real money trading. So not so people sell guides and yep. stuff. That's is that real money trading? It's uh, so there's a kind of a something that's sort of related to this, but in what I'm doing right now. So as some of you know and of course you know Rob have been doing a lot of sim racing lately mm. and of course if you go into a race you can set up your car however you like um, it's incredibly detailed etc blah, blah 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 however there's dozens of services out there uh, and I use one called VRS which is basically a setup shop where you just pay them a monthly fee and they have setups for every car on every circuit 
Yeah. So the, the developers don't have a problem with that, but I I would assume developers in other games might do. Well, WoW says know... no paid add-ons. Yep. They, but then people pay. There's um something called Rested XP. It's an add-on for WoW that's paid, and that's been paid for a long time. And there's no way Blizzard don't know about it because it's <laughs> it's an extremely well-made add-on. And then the so this I is... think don't hardcore the hardcore mode. I think there's a paid yeah. version of that or something. But this, this brings this brings something else. So that I would, and I'm sure most players would agree, there's a difference between mods and paid services. But where do you draw the line? It's like there's hard. there's there's mods out there that are paid mods that some developers think are fine. Whereas there's other games, for example, Final Fantasy, which are like, if you do it, don't show us. If you show us that you're using any paid services or add-ons at all, we'll ban your account immediately. Um. Yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, this is why I love Rockstar um as a developer is that that a lot of the private servers have sort of RMT involved in some way and the fact that yeah. they I mean, I don't know if I've ever brought this up before, but one of my favorite things about Rockstar and I think it's one of the greatest things that happened in gaming for years is that all these amazing roleplay private servers came up from GTA. Now, name a game that hasn't banned a living shit <laughs> I need to put a little marker down. I swore. Um, <laughs> name a name a company that hasn't banned the living shit out of someone who's made a private server, because they're just taking their IP and using it for their own ends. What did what did Rockstar do? They were like, yeah, this is really cool. We we, we like yeah. we like what people are doing. They they yeah. they openly said we're not banning it. We we like that people are enjoying the game, and that's what makes them arguably one of the greatest in the industry. Well, at least um, from a popularity what, point of view, I know that those roleplay servers like 5M etc were yeah. directly contributed to GTA 5 staying in like the, the social kind of streaming zeitgeist oh, as yeah. long as it did like Still is. servers like 5M are just their growth in uh, like um, within the gaming community is insane like those servers yeah. have very limited spots and if you get accepted into being in that server you can go from being a nobody that nobody's ever heard of to having several thousand viewers on sh- on Twitch every single day that you're yeah. in that server and interacting with people. And kudos to, to Rockstar for allowing it to happen. But yeah. also, I would like to caveat that they kind of have the financial runway to allow that to happen without of being course. too annoyed about it. But they could... Um, I wonder what their stance is on RMT in their own servers. I've never seen them complain. I've never seen any no. bans. I've never seen... I mean, it might, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I just haven't... It's not been massively public. Well, there were loads of rumours that GTA 6 would have some kind of cryptocurrency. Yeah. Do, because did we discuss the, this? A long I time ago, this. maybe. But I know I know 5M um, and a lot of the roleplay servers have this kind of, oh, you can stick 50k into this fake, like, GTA coin. And obviously, it, yeah. like, it's not based on any real crypto. It's just like an algorithm. Oh, look, it, oh, it's gone up, it's gone down. And it's just a way to make money in the game. But Yeah, so that... When when I when that story started doing the rounds, it was last year. I deep dived into the leaked document mm. that mentioned it, and my best guess is that it's more or less what you just said on the Five M server. It's I don't know if you remember on GTA Five. I think it was GTA Five. You can invest in stocks. Um, you can invest money in through your phone. You can invest money and in stocks in the game, and they yes. weren't real stocks. You get yeah. in-game money, spending game money. I think it'll be the same. So the mention of crypto isn't actual blockchain. It's just 
something by the name of crypto um, you can invest in. That that would be my best guess. But who knows? Rockstar, they innovate hard. And every time they release a game, it almost changes the gaming industry. But they they have time and time again have released a GTA or Red Dead Redemption. They they release games that change the industry. They raise the bar. So who knows if they're if they're perhaps innovating with blockchain? Yeah, uh, I've just looked this up. Um, GTA Five is approaching its tenth anniversary this year. I thought I thought it was ten years last year. Uh, well, according to Google, the initial release date of GTA Five was seventeenth of September twenty thirteen. Oh, I thought it was twenty twelve. Yeah, it's uh, all actually, aged beautifully. What's happening? I'm sure you can trying do to that. Count. Yeah, head. it is ten years this year. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I had to count when both numbers ended in three, but I just <laughs> not why. What happened there? <laughs> um, but yeah, like as you said, they tend to create, or the last few iterations of GTA games have been industry changing. And yep. I mean, the only thing I want to add from from that point of view is I hope it wasn't as industry changing as like Cyberpunk 2077 was, mm. or some of the early reviews for like Starfield and. And yeah. things um but yeah i i'll be interesting to it will be very interesting to see what direction they go in with that and i don't think there's a a release date announced for it but it's going no, to be yeah. right on that kind of precipice where a lot of game companies a lot of like sony for example and i'm sure microsoft are looking at this as well are experimenting with ideas for web3 integrations mm. and blockchain integrations so with grand theft auto being you know, Rockstar's leading franchise and one of oh. gaming's leading franchises might not be in the game initially, but who knows what they might want to do down the line. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if... The the thing is with GTA, is it hasn't been a problem until recently because it hasn't really been an MMO, whereas now it pretty much is an MMO. I mean, yeah. e- even the non-private servers border an MMO, if not an MMO already. Yeah. So it, I can only imagine the next one is going to be an extension. Like they don't usually strip stuff back; they just add more on. Yep. So that's when real money trading starts to come in. I mean, what if there are missions that give really cool rewards that players can't complete on their own? Like you know, if you're bad at the game, you just can't do it. Like that old GTA Three train mission that was an absolute nightmare, or that drone mission that maybe <laughs> want to chuck my controller out the window. So yep, you could see more real money trading. So it'd be interesting to see what Rockstar does about it if anything they seem very hands-off to me I can't imagine them caring um, no, but whether I'm, they facilitate it which is the question I mean you, you've always been able to buy money in GTA online on GTA yeah. 5 so they've had that aspect to it but in terms of like items there wasn't yeah. really like I don't any, know I don't think so it, like you've you've got you know obviously your gun shops and your car shops in game and uh, obviously with more modern GTAs has been more an emphasis on the variety of like clothing options and various other bits and pieces so you know there's roots in there but oh you know nike's partnered with rockstar and now you can get your air jordans i wouldn't be surprised to see that (laughs) honestly wouldn't be surprised to see that now especially given that they've now got um ea sports and Fortnite. don't remind me (laughs) they've got they've gone two of the of the biggest directions they could have gone straight off the bat um so it wouldn't surprise me if they they went for the hat trick and went for another Major game, EA, although EA Sports FC is not that far away, is it? I I don't. I, I imagine they're really going to do one it. this year. They might not do actually. I I don't I don't imagine you'll see it in game this year or this version. Uh, oh, apparently they're doing 
Okay, so there's playtesting and closed beta access uh, middle of July. Oh, so I'm... interesting. Hmm. I don't. I don't think it. I think the first one's Madden, isn't it? The first one with so. Nike dot swoosh NFT yep. trainers is okay. Um, before we start heading down the the road of closing this, um, Tarkov is more or less what prompted this discussion. Um, yes. So, do you want to explain what happened there with real money trading? So there's a few things that brought this to mind. Um, it was actually spurned by the recent um, issue that they've had with people cheating, right? And the fact that that's driven tons of people out of the game. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of compounded the fact that players were able to purchase um, items that, if killed, they would drop, and other people could pick up. Yeah. Um, and then obviously if, if the game's full of cheaters and people leave, then those virtual items you purchase are worth even less. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so in Tarkov, you have, uh, for those that don't play it, it's uh, it's an extraction-based FPS. Um, there'll, there'll be various, I'm going to call them seasons. They don't call them seasons in the game, but you know what I mean. Um, mm. Where basically everyone starts off as a fresh character uh, and using real money, um, you can purchase particular items, guns, etc. Um, Tarkov is incredibly detail-oriented. So, you know, in some games you just have, oh, your bog-standard AK and that's it. But no, in, in a game like Tarkov, where they have, I think it's the AK-74 they have, it's like, well, there's all of these site options, there's all these stock options, there's, there's all of this. And it, it's they try to ascribe to realism as much as possible. So, different injuries require different bandages and medical treatments and you know there's a mini map and they, they try and go this mm. head on like we want to be uber competitive uber realistic blah 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 so it's a game where people because you know that realism aspect has always been something people like with like DayZ and yeah. Escape from Tarkov now and other games people are willing to pay the money to get an advantage set um, but again those items are not owned by the people that buy them they're owned by well they're not owned <laughs> they're no. ascribed to an account yeah. which the player doesn't own they just how like it's not like they can go and sell that item to someone else no they have access there, there, there is people that have tried for example um you can if you wanted to sell an item to somebody else buy it yourself find this person in a map and deliberately die and then mm. they can loot your body and they now have that item that you've purchased um, those things are slightly trickier to do in a game like Tarkov because of the nature of the realism and having to yeah. travel stupid distances to go and find people but it's still possible and people are finding ways to do it um, but it's it kind of shocked me how many people are willing to spend that amount of money in with something that they know won't have any use after uh, like it has a limited time of use and I suppose this is to me, reminds me of like season passes. Like, mm. I, to me, like I don't buy Fortnite season passes, but I don't, I don't necessarily understand why some people are willing to spend like fifteen dollars on a pass that they know is going to give them no benefit after three months. Like, they might get some exclusive skins and stuff in the meantime, but it's nothing meaningful. But again, Isn't this returns me to my point from earlier. <laughs> I racing's the worst. So <laughs> I, I. I racing it's either a monthly subscription 
Right. Or you can pay for like two years up front. I paid for two years up front. It was like hundred and twenty dollars. I, I can't remember the exact amount. I got an offer on it. Hmm. But then that only gives you access to the quote unquote free content. Um so then um you get access to all of the rookie content, which you can get your rookie race licenses. Once you upgrade from rookie, um all of the other license classes, so C uh sorry, D, C, B, and A, um virtually every track and every car you have to pay an additional fee for. Each track is usually about fifteen dollars and each car twelve ish. So I'm racing GT threes right now. And at the start of the season, I had to, because they run these like 12-week seasons, I had to look at the start of the season, okay, how many of these tracks do I own out of the 12 that we're going to race on? Okay, I own like two, right? So I need to buy 10 tracks <laughs> at $15 a pop. And in fairness, they do start giving you discounts if you bulk buy, but still, that yeah, is freaking ridiculous for stuff that you don't own. It like, is. It's... And like we, I think, did we say this last week that, I think I said this last week that I I honestly think in fifteen years time, kids will go, "What the hell?" You used to buy stuff. You like, where are all your NFTs from two thousand eight? Like, what you know that we, we just it, yeah. we didn't have them back then. But yeah. I, I mean, I still subscribe to my my dad has passed on to me his logic when it comes to spending on games, which was like he my dad my dad's a gamer. Um, I, I, I think I talked about this about a year yep. ago, but mm. he's been a gamer all his life. Um, and surprisingly, he's still a PC gamer now and he plays modern games and um, he, he loves it. He's, he's always always been a gamer. Um, yep. But he buys a lot of games speculatively, which I don't. And <laughs> he'll go, oh, that looks cool on Steam and he'll buy it. But his logic is this game's £9. If I get two hours out of it, then it's been worth it. That's, yep. And I, I kind of do that too now where... When it, I, I tend to spend it on content, like okay. if I buy a seat, like I play a bit of Rocket League. If I wanted, if I wanted the season pass, which I, I mean, I do sometimes buy. A seat. If I like the car that you get with it, or I don't know, if, if there's something in there that I want, I think okay, it's things like nine pound ninety nine or or something like that for a season. It's three month season. I think well, if I if I play ten hours, it's a pound an hour, and I, I, I can easily justify that. And no. I, I look at it like that. I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but I think we're far more comfortable now. Like 20 years ago, you, you spend £30 on a game and that was the end of it. You might yeah. get an expansion pack down the line that was £15, but that's, that, is, that was the beginning, middle and end. Whereas now it's more of an open, an open equation. You, you just keep adding to it. It's not closed off. And maybe it's worse for the player. I don't know. But it does mean there's more money in the industry and more games coming out and more content. And this is this is the whole thing. Like we we've only captured some of it. In yep. these last 20 years, we've only captured some of the money that's flying around the industry, or rather the publishers have only captured some of it by, you know, adding season passes, subscriptions. Like wow was the first or well, second subscription game I'd ever played. At, at first, to me, like even online, it was 2003. And my mate was like, play this game. He's like, you've got to pay a monthly fee of, I think it was like £7.99. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've got to pay a contract. I'm contracted to this game. What, what, what is this? Like, I just buy FIFA every September. What I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, but now like, that that's just how it goes because it's a com it's a you know, a consistent flow of money to them so they can keep the servers running and and, and blah blah blah. But 
that's the only part these publishers have captured. They they haven't captured all of the economy that's running around, it's orbiting around the game, which is the yep. real money trading, the grey markets. They haven't captured that. And that's where I think we are now, where they where blockchain could facilitate capturing it in a legitimate way and a trackable way. And maybe it won't happen, but I feel like within the next few years, even if they don't use blockchain, I think they're all going to start trying to capture real money trading. There's too much money on the table and it's a money, it's still a money business for most of these yeah. publishers. But ultimately the ideal implementation of Web3 into gaming would be a win-win for both the developers and the players. I uh, believe so, yeah. that, That's what we like to ascribe to. Yeah. Uh, obviously we have skepticism about the big bad EA and everyone else and exactly what they might want to do, but for example, there's no disputing, really, that, for example, if CSGO had all the gun skins in CSGO were NFTs, well, that you'd ultimately have a fairer, more legitimate system of trading those items. Mm. Um, you know, the developers get a small kickback, which means they're okay with it. Um, players and people willing to buy get trusted platforms that they can use yeah. rather than this oh, is this site dodgy or not I don't know um, and that can be a win-win for everyone but are all developers on board with that idea? No. Do I think more of them are starting to explore it? Yes. But do I think that's going to lead to any meaningful change in the next 6 to 12 months? Time will tell. I think it's... The... Sorry, go on. No, I'm just going to add to that that I think what's most likely to happen is that the first iteration of this rolling out like a, a real money trading marketplace, a white market, will be exactly what we'd hoped for. If, if it were to be implemented, I think it would be, you know, 4% fee, fair enough. They don't charge you anything else. And then I think it starts, to, it, they'll just gradually ramp it up year and year. Oh, we've had to up it to 5% server costs. And then it's like, you have to pay a yearly subscription to join the marketplace and then then there'll be like seller fees plus the market yeah. fee plus the subscription I, I think they could layer it on but the first I, I think the first iteration will be how we hope it will be that's not what we've got to worry about we yeah. got to worry about how they evolve it into something that's even more profitable yeah and i think for a game like fortnite we, we have to bear in mind that adopting a a blockchain powered item model would directly fly in the face of their current model where it's like oh this skin's only going to be available for one week in our rotating item shop and never available again and if that item is suddenly tradable then that kind of diminishes this kind of perceived value people have Unless of the rarity you, of that item you could always implement the soulbound thing that we talked you about could. you know what bits of metallic but then um, yeah talks about but then you have the problem of account trading again. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> every every solution has like nine problems attached. Yeah, but yeah. I still think it's a step forward. Yes, that's that's the the real takeaway is that it, it could to make a real money trading white market would be a step forward. Yeah. To use blockchain to do it would be a, a big evolution on what we currently have. Yeah, and at the end of the day, for us as gamers, it should be a net positive rather than a negative. We're yeah. already in a scenario where microtransactions and items you don't own and developers can take away at any time is a rampant issue and if blockchain and nft tech can 
help to steer us back on the right path, then that should be something we're all for. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we we unpack- I think we did a fairly good job of unpacking that. Let us know in the comments if we were terrible. Um, <laughs> I think we, I think we, we covered a lot of a lot of ground there. Yeah, I feel like it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. I think for, for us being in the Web3 space, it's like, oh, this is an obvious solution. But for people yeah. that may have only seen Bored Apes and CryptoPunks, it's like, oh, I don't want NFTs in my games. What are you talking about? Yeah, we still so, need to rehabilitate the uh, the image of, of Web3, I think, in the yeah. eyes of the traditional game. Yeah. Well, hopefully this podcast goes a small way. Yeah, to, we'll, to we'll take those baby steps. That's fine. Uh, but there we go. Episode 70 of the Men <laughs> One podcast. That's a big number. Uh, Rob, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at tokengamer.io for the latest blockchain gaming news, metaverse news, and we now are touching on AI within gaming as well. Um, the app, of course, Token Gamer on iOS and Android, where you can get the news on the website plus um, analytics for your Polygon or Wax wallets. Um, and then just all the socials at Token Gamer News, Twitter, um, YouTube, LinkedIn, you know is anyone still here at this point i don't know anymore <laughs> um but I'll, I'll still say it uh john where can people find you uh so for the latest web3 and nft blockchain gaming news all that good stuff is at nft insider underscore io or at nft insider underscore io did i saw did i say nft insider underscore io was the url yeah that clearly isn't the case dot.io um, as the URL, yes, dot underscore io i don't remember <laughs> And then for me personally, it's at HydroPowered, H-Y-D-R-O-P-W-R-D on pretty much everything. Twitter is the best one. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's still listening. I'd no. love to look into our analytics and see how many people actually watch the last few Surely minutes. Surely we can do that. <laughs> Surely we can find out what the average minute Someone check does. Out. Someone does, I'm yeah, sure. It's, it's, um, I reckon um, I reckon we've got two or three that are just... <laughs> they're like, they want to rack up the minutes. You know what I want to see is at the end of this year, I want to see, you know, the Spotify wrapped. Yes. I want to see if it says like, you are the number one listener of uh, Mim 1. we got to find that. That should be our, our, that, our goal. Yeah. We have to find who the number one listener is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, hey, if, you, if you're out there, you'll believe you're the number one. Mm. You're in a, a, a weekly listener to these podcasts and uh, jump in our discords, let us know. We always like to chat to you guys. Um, yeah, we'll send you something. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 just we'll send you something. I don't know, like a card. Brilliant, awesome. We'll, we'll write you a card, not an NFT card, like a like a, a card in the post. We'll, we'll pop to Clinton's. <laughs> Thank you for your support on our podcast. I imagine Clinton's does that by now. Um, yeah, be, I wouldn't be surprised actually. Oh, anyway, yeah, this has been. been this- most bizarre and for a podcast we've had in a while thank you everybody thank you everybody for watching episode 70 of the Mint One podcast um, as we said uh, if you're on YouTube like, comment, subscribe on Apple and Spotify by Star Podcast Review and follow us on Twitter at Mint One Pod thank you very much for listening everybody and we hope you tune in again next week